Welcome everybody to the Captain Spot. I'm your host, Justin Freeman. Six foot one inches, 274 pounds of fantasy knowledge. And we've got a very special week five, Monday night football edition of the Captain Spot here for you, where we're talking Chargers at Saints. This game's got a 50 point total. Saints are favored at home by a touchdown, seven points on the nose. So before we hop into this slate, which looks like a fun one, quick reminder, this show is available in so many places. You get the Monday night show right here on Mayo Media Network. Click subscribe while you're here. And uh, as Pat would say, smash the like button. Also, a reminder that this show is also available on the Captain Spot YouTube channel, Thursday night and Sunday night editions over there, youtube.com slash the CPT spot. So make sure you go there and click subscribe as well so you get three shows a week right up in your feed. Or if you're a podcasting person, you can find the Captain Spot uh, podcasting feed pretty much anywhere that you get your podcast. So enough about that. Let's talk about Chargers at Saints, where we'll once again, get Justin Herbert lining up behind center there on the LA side of the football. We've got a big, big adjustment to make on really both of these teams heading into the Monday night affair because we will not be having Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints. Big, big deal there as Michael Thomas, it broke uh, news broke on Sunday afternoon that he was suspended by his own team for uh, apparently punching a teammate of his. And I did not uh, see that within the uh, character of Michael Thomas, but here we are. Uh, it's 2020. What else should we expect at this point? Um, we will not have uh, Michael Thomas. We've got a couple other injuries to keep in mind there on the New Orleans side as well. No Deontay Harris in this game. And Harris, not a huge, huge player. Uh, for the Saints, um, but it is a guy whose targets matter as we choose where to allocate those throughout the rest of the offense. So without Michael Thomas in the offense, you know, we, we've seen several weeks of that already at this point. So we'll make some small adjustments there as well. But Jared Cook also listed questionable here on the New Orleans side of the football. Want to make sure he plays. I think right now we are expecting him to play. He's been limited all week in practice. Looks like he should be more or less good to go, pointing in the right direction for Monday night. On the L.A. side, we're obviously dealing with a major injury to Austin Eckler, who was put on injured reserve this week uh, with a hamstring injury. We'll now have Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly sort of vying for lead back duties. I think it'll be very much like a committee like we've seen there in the past so far. Um, but keep keep in mind that there is some fluctuation there on the L.A. side. Also, Mike Williams pops up on the injury report again. Uh, Thursday, he was uh, a DNP at practice, but limited both Friday and Saturday. He's trending towards playing again, but you know, sort of an enigma to figure out there with Michael, uh, excuse me, Mike Williams. So let's talk about this game with, with a 50-point total and a seven-point spread. This looks like a relatively high-scoring game with the Saints. You know, Vegas seems to think the Saints should control this game. A lot of people would consider the Saints to possibly be one of the most well-rounded rosters in all of football. So um, I think they can play well here. I think not having Michael Thomas makes a big deal. But, you know, Michael Thomas is out and that line is still at seven. So we're expecting the Saints to, to really run away here. I think, you know, obviously we've seen Alvin Kamara really shine in this period of time without Michael Thomas. There are so many available targets. And Michael Thomas, sort of a low dot player, you know, gets fed really close to the line of scrimmage. That's what Alvin Kamara does well as well. So, um, you know, we've got the other guys on the outside, Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith, to sort of spread the, spread the defense vertically. And Kamara's doing a great job gobbling up the middle of the field. Another guy who can win in that same type of area is Jared Cook. You know, and we are expecting him to trend towards active. Make sure we are always checking our inactives report 90 minutes before game time. 
But overall, let's think about what Vegas is saying about how this game should play out. Uh, it's more, I mean, a seven-point spread is a pretty aggressive spread uh, in today's NFL. It's not horrible team versus great team, but it's great team versus average team. And I think that's really what we have here in Saints versus Chargers. We're expecting the Saints to really control the game. Um, we should get, you know, some fourth quarter lead situations more times than not. But, you know, if we make really well-rounded rosters here, we can make ourselves and we can give ourselves out over, you know, maybe a handful of roster, excuse me, uh, maybe half a dozen different lineups and and get there in a number of different ways and cover a bunch of different bases about understanding what's most likely to happen in this game. So let's hop into the pricing where, you know, no surprise here, Alvin Kamara, the most expensive player on the slate, $12,000 to get Alvin Kamara in your lineup. And I think he's worth it. I mean, he has shown an extremely high floor and ceiling uh, in the time without Michael Thomas. He's averaging 32.7 DraftKings points a game. It's just bananas at this point. And his usage in this offense is really just phenomenal. He doesn't get a ton of the rushing work. Like you would think he just gets all the rushing work, like a Christian McCaffrey or somebody like that that we're accustomed to seeing. But no, 35%, 68%, 30%, 45%. That's how much of the rushing volume Alvin Kamara gets in this offense. Where he makes up for it is in the passing game, where it's 27%, 24%, 40%, 18%. Alvin Kamara is getting wide receiver one usage in the passing game. And that makes him extremely, extremely viable. He comes in and mops up near the goal line. It's not like they take him out and put Latavius Murray in at the goal line. Kamara still getting... Plenty of goal line utilization, and we love to see that. But as the most expensive player on the slate, the only question becomes, like, we love him. Yeah, sure, but can we fit him in? We will find out here shortly. So let's go down the rest of the uh, list here. As we, you know, Next in the, in the list of most expensive players, Drew Brees and Justin Herbert. Obviously a couple guys who, um, you know, I think they're going to have – you know, different trajectories, obviously, at this point in their career. But Justin Herbert, a guy who is, you know, really going to project out for really close to 300 yards in this game. As we, you know, look back on what he's done so far in three starts for, you know, one sort of spot start and then two planned starts for the Chargers, 311 yards, 330 yards, 290 yards passing. That's a pretty good passing floor there for Justin Herbert that we've seen so far. And it makes sense because he's got weapons all around him. He obviously will not have Austin Eckler, and that's a big deal. But I think that gives us a way to leverage what we assume, where we assume those targets are going to go in this offense. And we can gain the edge on our opponent by understanding the likelihood of where they go better than our opponents do. And I think one very natural spot for them to go is Keenan Allen. I mean, Keenan Allen, sort of like Michael Thomas, not going to blow the you know the roof off the place and just burn you downfield. I think that's in Keenan Allen's toolkit, but it's just not where he wins most consistently. He's going to most consistently be a chain mover in this offense, and that gives him a really tremendous floor. Probably not, uh, you know, as we talk about captain and flex opportunities, probably makes him a little bit less sexy in the captain spot, but very, very useful for us in the flex, but let's not undersell that ceiling. Anytime a guy gets more and more and more and more opportunities to catch the football, his ceiling just grows and grows and grows. I think obviously that makes sense. Um, as we're looking at the running back position for the Chargers and how we expect that to pan out, we obviously have Josh Kelly priced at $8,200. And then we've also got uh, Justin Jackson and Justin Jackson's priced at $4,400. And I think that's too big of a pricing disparity for those two guys. Um, I think that we should probably be expecting Justin Jackson to be really involved in this game. I think it's going to be much more like a 
true like 1A, 1B situation than it is going to be any sort of like, like I don't foresee Joshua Kelly just inheriting the Austin Eckler role of the offense. If we look at last week, you know, uh, both these guys were really involved after Austin Eckler went down. Joshua Kelly took 57% of the team snaps, only 40% for Justin Jackson. So, you know, not a runaway there, but clearly they favored Joshua Kelly. In the run game, 41% of the rush attempts went to Josh Kelly, 27% to Justin Jackson. And then the pass game, Joshua Kelly, 12%, Justin Jackson, 8%. Now, what will that look like in a full week's game plan where the, you know, the team obviously has an opportunity to get both of these guys as involved as they want. You know, there's a lot of different ways that this can shake out. Uh, me, I'm going to tend to favor a guy who's lower priced and preferably lower owned. Like, I think people are really interested in Joshua Kelly, and that makes sense. Like, he's the shiny new toy, for sure, in this offense. And he's going to project better. Like, I don't mean to say that this is like, and I guess I've said they're 1A, 1B, but I think, you know, a, a good projection is going to show Joshua Kelly like two fantasy points above Justin Jackson. And so... I think Justin Jackson certainly viable down there at that price point. As we talk about the running back situation for the Saints, obviously we've talked about Alvin Kamara already. Latavius Murray will cost you $4,800, and we've seen some blow-up spots already, or at least one blow-up spot from Latavius Murray. Last week, he was able to convert into 21 DraftKings points, and he's going to get there you know, largely on the ground. He is 14 for 64 with two touchdowns on the ground last week, and you know, that just that's going to happen sometimes with Latavius Murray. Like I said, he is not a true goal line hammer. It's not like when the team gets inside the five-yard line, they want to take Alvin Kamara out of the game and put Latavius in. It's just a split situation. It's like whoever happens to be out there on the field at the time stays in. And, you know, you, if you get the touchdown, then great. So be it. So I don't think the team has like a true preference into getting Latavius into those short yardage situations. But at $4,800, he's viable. Would much rather have the exposure to Justin Jackson, though, at $4,400. Same price point there, roughly, as Latavius Murray. Makes a lot more sense as to capturing more upside within the offense, though, for sure. Looking at the receiver position, Keenan Allen, we talked about already. I think he's going to be a big beneficiary of these Austin Eckler vacated targets, as are obviously the running backs. You know, the vast majority of those vacated targets are going to the running back position. But Keenan Allen is just getting a monster, monster, monster workload. So, you know, as we look back at the game log for, for Keenan Allen, he's averaging 37% target market share on the season. Like, that's better than DeAndre Hopkins from last year. That's better than anybody in the game of football. That's it's really just bananas numbers. Has gotten 28%, 33%, 41%, 48% of the team's targets. Like, he's getting over a third of the targets going to Keenan Allen. It's just unbelievably stable. And so, you know, we definitely want to try to, you know, we want to try to shoehorn Keenan Allen into our lineups. Um, then also Hunter Henry, as we're talking about pass catchers, would be the sort of the other option. But at $7,800 compared to Keenan Allen at 9400 like there's no, there's no comparison between Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry in terms of their role in the offense. Would much, much rather have Keenan Allen in there and pay up and try to save somewhere else. And those are certainly going to be the top two pass-catching options there for the Chargers. There are a couple other options for us to talk about. Uh, Mike Williams, $5,000, just sort of a boomer bust player, um, has been his entire career. Did not get to see Mike Williams in week four. And we haven't seen him, I mean, we've only seen a total of seven targets for Mike Williams so far this year. 
Um, I think overall, yeah, he's a guy who certainly can break the slate, but I, I would not try to fit Mike Williams into my lineups. I'd much rather go around the quarterback, excuse me, the running backs in that general area with you know Justin Jackson, Latavius Murray. I like that sort of uh, floor ceiling combo I get from them better than the absolute zero floor that I get from Mike Williams. And the team just doesn't seem interested, and especially Justin Herbert doesn't seem overly interested in trying to like force feed him the ball. If they did, it might be a different story. Jalen Guyton, another guy who sort of popped off last week with a big play, um, you know, was able to catch his one target for 72 yards and a touchdown. You know, he's affordable this week. Uh, he's $4,200, but you know, same reasons, lack of consistency, lack of volume there for Jalen Guyton. All the targets in this offense flow through Keenan Allen. It just doesn't have to be that much, you know, it doesn't have to be that complex. I've got to talk about my dude Donald Parham, XFL superstar Donald Parham, just was an absolute beast for the Dallas Renegades last year and caught a touchdown on his only target last week there for the Chargers. Um, he's $1,200 at the tight end position this week. I could see his role growing. Um, he was not on the field a lot, uh, you know, last week. He was, I think it was just one snap. He was on the field for 2% of the team's snaps, uh, but obviously did draw a target on that snap. Uh, worked out well for him, but... Overall, I think, you know, if you convert that much, uh, possibly you could see your role grow. Probably not the safest thing to bet on, but make sure that if you're building 150 lineups, you're going to want to have some Donald Parham in some of them. Uh, KJ Hill and Joe Reed sort of round out that rotation. Just check on the inactives report because you never really know week in, week out who to expect. Like KJ Hill only played 4% of the snaps last week. Joe Reed did not play at all. He was inactive. So I think we're getting a little too far down the depth chart when we start looking at those guys. There is Tyron Johnson, who played 15% of the team snaps last week. But again, I, I don't think we can consider using guys down in that price point. But if we look at the New Orleans side of the football, we've obviously talked about the running backs, but and we've talked about uh, you know the lack of Michael Thomas. And, and, and that's going to be a good thing for, for Jared Cook as well. We're going to figure out whether we can fit Jared Cook in there. His price point is 6200 but I think that's pretty comfortable He's priced below Traquan Smith, who is at 7K, and priced above Emmanuel Sanders at 5,600. We actually saw Emmanuel Sanders pop up a little bit last week and look like a viable player after you know just sort of being ghosted there for the first several weeks of the season. He seemed to be somewhat back, but Traquan Smith is the guy who's going to convert around the red zone. Uh, and, and to me, I think Traquan still, even despite you know, Emmanuel Sanders' large target performance last week, is a guy who we can you know, count on to be you know, projected for more targets in this particular offense. Um, you know, 73% of the snaps last week for Emmanuel Sanders, that compares to 89% for Traquan Smith. 36% of the targets, though, last week for Emmanuel Sanders. That's, you know, that's obviously an elite number. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere, 17, 8, and 14 before that for Emmanuel Sanders. Meanwhile, you know, since Michael Thomas has been out, it's been 19, 17, and 16 for Traquan Smith with some really efficient uh, targets headed his way for sure. Deontay Harris had been uh, the next man up behind those guys. Since he will be out this week, we'll look for Marquez Callaway to probably pick up number three wide receiver duties in this offense. You know, you can consider playing Callaway. He'll only cost you $600. Um, just know that there that comes with no semblance of a floor whatsoever. Uh, he can completely leave you with zero. So I don't have a real, you know, the, the targets are pretty concentrated in this offense. Like we, we don't expect a ton of targets for anybody super far down the depth chart, really on both of these teams. So we don't want to get too cute. We want to try to 
probably um, you know, find unique combinations within the captain spot. We want to try to find unique combinations with kicker and defense. But without further ado, why don't we hop in and look at our captain assignments by player here this week where we've done 10,000 simulations. And it looks like Keenan Allen is our man. I was just poo-pooing him for not having the ceiling, but he does, man. He does have that ceiling because uh, despite the fact that he is a limit, uh, you know, pretty low dot type of player, he gets so much freaking work, guys, and he's almost a lock to you know break 100 yards at this point. Like if, if, if you just guarantee me the guy's going to get 13, 14 targets, uh, yeah, he's probably going to convert it into a 100-yard bonus. You know, It makes him even more likely to find the end zone because the opportunities are there. And his, his price point is significantly below Alvin Kamara, and that's probably the only thing that keeps him from you know beating Alvin Kamara as, as far as being the number one option for captain assignment in this particular game. So Allen and Kamara, the clear one-two there you know, for each of their respective offenses in terms of likelihood to be captain in this game. Following those guys is Hunter Henry and Jared Cook. So we've got a pair of tight ends there. Before we get to our first quarterback, Justin Herbert. So, you know, obviously we try to steer away from the quarterback in the captain spot when we can. It tends to be a low leverage situation for us. And then we get Justin Jackson, then Joshua Kelly, really close together, Traquan Smith. Emmanuel Sanders and Drew Brees, and then a big drop-off again after that. Let's look at our flex appearances. We're, again, 10,000 simulations. We want to see how often these guys appear in the flex. And it looks like we've got plenty of options, guys. There's Alvin Kamara, uh, number one. You want to make sure we get Alvin Kamara in our lineup, whether it be as a flex or whether it be as uh, the captain in our lineup. We want to make sure we, we have him in there despite his high price point. Justin Herbert and Drew Brees become priorities for us in the flex. Followed by Keenan Allen, Justin Jackson, Hunter Henry, Josh Kelly, Jared Cook, Emmanuel Sanders. So uh, there's a lot of information for us to digest here. Um, th there's a lot of different ways that we can play out. I think we're going to want to tend to try to focus on that really consolidated target tree over on the L.A. side. We also want to probably emphasize getting Justin Jackson, the cheapest of those two running backs in the game, and hope for the best there. We want to emphasize, you know, uh, probably leaning more towards a 4-2 type of arrangement. They're, you know, emphasizing more Saints than we're emphasizing Chargers given the game script. So a lot of different ways that we can go here. No one way is right or wrong, but you've got the information you need, guys, to go out and win this Monday Night Football Week 5 Challenge. Hope you guys do and hope you'll follow us right here on Mayo Media Network and click subscribe. Follow us over on the YouTube channel at The Captain Spot. That's youtube.com slash the CPT spot. Best of luck. Happy Monday night to everybody. Hope you make all the money. We'll see you again next week. Bye.